Welcome to Grafted In. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the Jewish festival of Hanukkah. Now, among the Christian community, not a lot is known about Hanukkah, and that included me until I started looking into it and researching it and finding out what it's all about. And I was amazed and surprised at how much it really does have to do with the Christian faith and the Jewish roots of our Christian faith. And that's what I want to, to, to go over with you and, and let you know and show you what I discovered and, and hopefully it'll give you as much meaning and depth and understanding as I have gained. All right, from a historical aspect, Hanukkah is mentioned in uh, the first and second books of Maccabees, which is in the Apocrypha, and I'm not going to go into all that, but in 1 Maccabees 4, 36, it, there it goes into the explanation of the rededication of the temple, and then in 2 Maccabees, it shows the relighting of the altar by Nehemiah, uh, which is actually going back to... First Maccabees talking about the dedication of the temple. And so here's the story behind all that before we get into the rededication of the temple. Before we get into that story in Maccabees, what in the world was going on? What went on? What happened to start all this to begin with? So the Syrian Greeks came in and said they did not like the Jewish ways of sacrificing every day and their customs. And so they said that we're going to put an end to it. And they did. They not only put an end to it, but they went in and, and not only just wreaked havoc upon the, the temple, but they defiled it out. I, I mean, defiled it in several ways. First, they got rid of everything in the temple that was Jewish and they put in a statue of Zeus, the Greek god Zeus. Everybody's heard of Zeus, so I don't need to go any further explanation of that. And then they brought in sacrifices to, to insult the Jews by, by, by sacrificing pigs. That's right, swine, pigs, because that's a big no-no in the Jewish faith because it is an unclean animal. So they they brought in uh, another idol, Zeus, and then they brought in sacrifices of pigs, unclean animals. So they really defiled the temple of God. So now, a son of a priest, his name happened to be Judah, he really, really, really did not like the defiling of God's temple. So he got with all the other Jewish believers <clears throat> and said, we can't stand for this. I don't care what it costs. I don't care if it costs us our lives. We are not going to take this. We're going to take our temple back. And against all odds, and when I say against all odds, not only were they fighting against the Syrian Greek army itself, 
They were also fighting against their own countrymen, the Jews, who had accepted the Syrian Greek ways. They had abandoned their Jewish uh, history, their Jewish customs, their Jewish belief, and adopted the Syrian Greek way, or the Greek philosophy, and uh, accepted Zeus, and accepted the pig sacrifices. And, and so they went, there was a large number of those as well. So they not only were against the Syrian Greek army, but against their own who had turned. So they rose up a revolt against this blasphemy of the temple, this outright defilement of the temple. And they rose up, and like I said, against all odds, a small army led by Judah, the Maccabee, and, and against, like I said, against all odds imaginable, God showed up and showed out and performed a great miracle. This, this son of a priest, Judah, obviously from the tribe of Levi, wanted to make a stand for God, so God stood with him. He made a promise to God, God made a promise to him, and they led the revolt, and they won. And when they won, now we're fast-forwarding into what I said, mentioned before in the uh, first part of Maccabees chapter 4, about the rededication of the temple. So they win the war, they go against the army, they kick out all the people that were defiling the temple, they tore down the idol, the statue of Zeus, they cleansed the temple, and upon the rededication, obviously part of the temple was the menorah. And so they had to light the menorah, like every priest does in the temple. Well, they found that there was only one vessel, one jar of oil for the menorah. And the amount that was there was only for one day. And herein lies one of the greatest miracles ever in history, really. And this is the reason that Hanukkah is such a celebrated, such a revered, such an important holiday is because this one vessel of oil that was only to last one night miraculously lasted eight, that's right, eight days, eight nights. Nobody knows how, nobody knows why, but if you believe in God, if you take a stand for God, not only will you go against all odds of the, against the enemy, but he will show up in miraculous ways that you'll never dream possible and make a miracle of light. A miracle of light that lasted eight days. So what does it all mean? 
Well, let's look at this in a couple ways. That's why it's called the Festival of Lights, the Festival of Lights, because if you look at the menorah for Hanukkah, it has nine uh, branches, if you will. It has eight and then one in the center. And the center one is called the servant branch. And the servant branch obviously points to the light of the world, the Messiah, the Savior, Yeshua, Jesus, the center of it all, the greatest miracle of light that ever happened against all odds. Festival of Lights. So for eight days during Hanukkah, you take the servant branch, the one in the center, and you light one of the candles. There, there's eight candles there, and then one in the center makes nine. And you light one candle for each day. Then when you get to the eighth day, the center one lights all of it, and it all becomes one. Now, quick side note. If you look into Jewish history, you'll say, now, wait a minute, I thought the menorah only had seven branches. And you're right, it does. The menorah with seven branches is the one that was in the tabernacle and the temple. That is the one, that is the national symbol. The nine-branch menorah, the one for Hanukkah, is mostly for Jerusalem. And it stands for the miracle there in Jerusalem. And it has the eight branches with the one in the center. So that's why that one is used at Hanukkah. So I just didn't want you to get confused between the two. So back to Hanukkah. The Festival of Lights, the servant branch in the middle that ties everything together, that shows the greatest miracle against all odds. Now there are two sides to this. There's the physical. With the physical is the actual revolt, the war, the tearing down of idols. If you dedicate yourself, if you decide, God, I'm all in, I'm going for it all, he will be behind you. If you stand up for what's right in him, he will stand up for you. He will show up in a mighty way, and his purpose will be done through you. It is not by my might, but through his. In my weakness, he is made strong. No weapon formed against me shall stand, as long as you're doing it for him. The greatest, one of the greatest miracles ever mentioned. What does that mean for us today as Christians? There's a spiritual warfare going on, spiritual darkness, uh, demons, principalities, and we need to take a stand just like Judah Maccabee did and say, I'm not going to let this enter God's holy temple. I'm not going to let it happen. And I'm going to kick them out 
I'm going to kick the idols out. I'm going to kick the uncleanness out. And I'm going to rededicate God's holy temple to him. And that's a great message for all of us. When we choose God, when we choose him, he will help us kick out against all odds, kick out the enemy within us, the idolatry within us, the demons within us, the uncleanness within us, and drive them out, cause a victory against all odds so that we can rededicate our temple ourselves to him to be clean. Now, what's that got to do with the Festival of Lights and the Menorah? <clears throat> the Festival of Lights and the Menorah, that oil was to represent our anointing, the Holy Spirit. When it looks like we don't have enough anointing, we don't have enough Holy Spirit in us to last, to go the distance, God says, you stay with me, you stay holy, you stay dedicated, and I will make it last eight days more until you finish what I sent you to do. Woo Man, that just gets me all excited. And you can see now why Hanukkah is such a really cool, important, and exciting festival to look into and to celebrate and enjoy because it's a, it's, it's a celebration of miracle, of light, of dedication, rededication, and, and showing that it all points to the center, the servant branch, which is Jesus, Yeshua, our Messiah, that his light, his anointing is the one that makes miracles happen. All we have to do is be obedient. All we have to do is say, yes, I'm all in. I'm going to do what you tell me to do against all odds, against all enemies, against a greater number. I'm not going to stand for idolatry. I'm not going to stand for uncleanness. I'm going to rededicate. I'm going to receive a fresh anointing of light, of Holy Spirit that will last, that will endure eight days when it was only supposed to last for one. There was only enough oil for one day and God makes sure that your anointing, your Holy Spirit, your light through him will last and last long enough for people to see him, to see his light, to see his favor, to see his miracle, to draw all men unto him. Now, I know why they call this the Festival of Lights. I hope this has given you a new perspective on Hanukkah. I hope it's given you new joy and, and new rededication. Kick out the idols, kick out the uncleanness, and make the light last enough for you to see a miracle that God's going to perform in you and through you and with you. I hope you take that journey. 
I'm glad you listened to this podcast. Shalom.